A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others I will acknowledge before my heavenly father, but whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly father. The gospel of the Lord. So what are you worth? How do you determine your value? We're kind of used to seeing the rankings of the wealthiest people in the world and how much they're worth from the billions and gazillions and all that sort of thing. And maybe we can't approach that, but it wouldn't surprise me if almost all of us have some idea of what our net worth is as measured in assets and liabilities. Maybe that's a source of comfort. Maybe it's a source of anxiety, but it's a number. Jesus tells us in the gospel today that we are all worth many sparrows. How many sparrows are you worth? If you translated the dollars and cents in which we usually measure our worth into sparrows, how many sparrows would there be that equal your worth, and your wealth, and your value? What if somebody is worth more sparrows than other people are worth sparrows? Does that mean we're worth more than each other? In the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, there is the story of the building of the Tower, Tower of Babel. And the great rabbinic commentaries on that look at that and say, yes, it looks like a story that tells us about why there are many languages on earth and why we can't understand each other. And that's a part of the story. But the real story is a little bit more hidden. The real story is that with that action, human beings started to create empires. And indeed, Babel is short for Babylon, which was the first great empire. And what's defined, what really defined an empire is the value of the citizens or the value of the people under its control and domination. And at the Tower of Babel, the definition of empire was that human beings were meant to be a great labor force whose value and worth is how much they could contribute to the amassing of the power of the empire. And the rabbis conjecture, speculate, and come up with the idea, this frightening idea, that as this great labor force is building the Tower of Babel, if one of them fell from the tower's heights to his death, 
hardly anyone noticed. But if a brick fell and was so damaged in the fall that it could not be used, there was great lamenting and mourning over this devastating loss. Empires turn us into labor forces. And when Jesus came and preached, he looked at that and saw that in his own nation, a nation that had been born in slavery, being forced as the labor force of the greatest empire of its time, the Egyptians. And he sees that it has become the same thing. Where the value of individuals wasn't measured so much in the sparrows that their father in heaven saw in them but in whether or not they can contribute to the wealth, the power, the domination of even a tiny empire, a tiny nation. And the difference between, as Jesus preached, he continually made clear that there is a huge difference between the empires of the world, whatever they might look like, and the reign of God that he has come to proclaim. And one of those key differences is that in the empires of the world, human beings are disposable. Once their value has been exhausted, are they no longer able to contribute? Or they never could contribute? They're not worth mentioning. But in the reign of God, everyone's hairs are counted by the one who determines our value. And we are cherished and priceless, each of us mattering, no one disposable. The loss of any one of us is a great loss, a tragedy. Maybe we live in a different time, different culture, and we might find ourselves in very different circumstances. But we are told often what our value is. To some extent, but I like think these days are even passing. Each of us might have our value assessed by our cultures, our communities, our societies, in what we can actually contribute in terms of contribution. What can we offer to the prosperity of everyone else? Can we bring health? Can we bring education? Can we bring wisdom? Can we help each, each other find a place where each of us can contribute? But really, if we look a little bit more closely, we are told very clearly almost every day that we are not valued because of who we are or what, even what we produce and what we make. It almost doesn't matter. What matters, what our true value is, according to our culture so often, is our power to consume. What can we spend? What can we buy? How big is our credit limit? How much can we borrow in order to keep on consuming? And as long as we can keep consuming, we will merit attention. We will court it. 
We praise, they defer, all the while trying to get us to keep on consuming. And so what is our worth? What is our value? How many sparrows is each of us really valued in? Of course, Jesus is talking about his father who created each of us. And the metaphor of the sparrows is indeed a metaphor because what it really means is priceless. He's telling us, he's telling everyone that you are priceless no matter what value you are assigned by all those around you or the powers of the culture. You are priceless. Raising the question of how much difference is there between priceless and worthless. In the empires of the world, priceless may only be worthless. In the reign of God, there is no such thing as worthless, only priceless. I've been very aware since I've started working at Merrimack College of something I read when I first got there. That perhaps the greatest spiritual danger of our age and perhaps the greatest spiritual danger facing young people is the belief that what we really are are commodities to be bought and sold in the marketplace. And how much of our educational systems, how much of our business systems, how much of our culture, how much of everything we do is designed to remind us that our true worth is how much we can sell ourselves for and how much others will pay to buy us. And into this comes Jesus preaching the reign of God. Right into the midst of this comes Jesus preaching the reign of God. Saying, if you believe that, you are selling yourselves so short it's not funny. Because you are priceless. And worth more than all the sparrows that God could ever create. And so is everybody else. A bit of a controversy blew up this week, a very tiny one, I think. I don't even know how much the controversy got our attention. But very early in the week, a boat carrying 700 refugees across the Mediterranean Sea to Greece sank. We know hundreds of people died. Hundreds of people, including many children, are still missing. The story was reported. And then we heard the story of the submersible looking for the Titanic. And that story captured enormous amounts of attention. It was the top story, the only story. And the refugee boat was quickly forgotten until people started noticing a little bit, raising this. And to one objection, raising about what happened to the, our concern for the refugees? The answer was, the story of the submersible was interesting. It's novel. It's not something that happens very often. And it was about one of the great artifacts of our day, the Titanic, one of the great myths and mysteries that captures our imagination. Of course, that's going to capture the interest of all of us. Boats carrying refugees sink a lot. It's not even news anymore. 
all of those were worth many sparrows in the reign of God. Every one of us, regardless how valued or worthwhile we might seem to be to the empire we serve or we live in or we are part of against our will, the reign of God proclaims that every single one of us, no matter how important we may seem, no matter how many dollars we have in our balance sheets, no matter how much we are important and contribute or how worthless we might be and disposable we might be. The hallmark of the reign of God, quite the opposite of the hallmarks of all the empires that have ever lived. The hallmark of the reign of God is that each one of us is priceless, worth more than any marketplace could ever pay for us, worth more than the attention of our world could ever give to us, but that each one of us, billionaire or refugee, has every hair of our head counted by the one who created us in his image and the one who invites us to notice that image in ourselves, to notice that image in everyone else that we ever see or even hear about.